Michael and Heifert present This Week in Horror. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Heifert. And I'm Sickle, and we're Sickle and Heifert. We're the Unhallowed Reviewers. And I don't even know how long it's been and things. It's only been two weeks. Oh, well, fantastic. Wink. I had to say wink <laughs> because you couldn't see my face. All right, let's get into it. There's a bunch to talk about today, and I want to get to the majority of it. So, are we gonna have to talk really fast like this? We're just gonna no. speak really quick. Uh, oh, okay. In fact, we should probably talk a little bit slower than usual. Just to make uh, sure. You have a news oh. element on here, and I am at arm up in arms against it a little bit because of your second statement. But first, the the news element is that. Spielberg refuses to reboot Jaws. And yes. Like I a, don't know why the C- Steven Spielberg is involved in any reboot at all. Like it doesn't really matter. We've already gotten very clear distinction or very clear message from Hollywood. It doesn't really matter who's involved in reboots. That's what we talked about in a whole other episode, right? Like sometimes we want people to be involved, sometimes we don't. But I guess Spielberg's big enough that he can block a reboot. Yes, I think so. Okay. That might be part of it. Uh, his yeah. influence yeah yeah and so like i don't know i kind of feel like that's a little toxic but in general because it's like what if you really wanted to see like a reboot you know and now you're kind of effed because you like um you don't get to like you know see that like that new version because spielberg's not dead yet basically <laughs> Yeah, I guess I think that the reason that in like because we were talking about how like, you know, doing reboots in a certain way, it's a good idea and that there have been some good reboots lately that have kind of broken the, you know, the um, stigma of just like that they suck, you know, and that they're just cash grabs. And um, but I don't there's just something about. Well, also, also, though, like. Some of them are to keep IPs, right? And I guess, are we yes, say, yes. saying that's the same as Cash Grab or? Yes, yeah, okay. yeah. I mean, like, yeah, it's the same thing that you're just trying to hold on to the franchise for money and it that's annoying. And like, and, and like, it was kind of the opposite. It's kind of like the thing that you're upset with Spielberg doing by blocking the reboot, It's it sucks when studios do the same thing but to keep it so that they can reboot and do whatever they want with it. Instead of returning the franchise to the Why does it people. affect you if a bad Jaws movie comes out? Is my question. Like, it shouldn't. Oh. Right? No, doesn't it doesn't. Matter. No, it doesn't. It, I don't think it taints the original or anything, but I also think it's a waste. I, I mean, it, it's it, there are just certain movies that I'm like, I don't care if you keep making them, but I don't think that it needs to... I would say that's that the part you to... should care about, though. Like, is I think that the blocking of IP, like losing an IP, is the most annoying part. Like, you know, that's the part I feel like is the one reason I think if Spielberg was doing that to, to stop Universal from having the Jaws franchise, like that would be a noble cause to me. But I very much well, doubt no, that's what saying, it is. <laughs> no, I'm not saying that. But I mean, like the whole point of these people trying to retrieve their old properties is to make the properties the way that they want. It's not to just go bury them in the dirt. You think that so Spielberg's, not... do, Spielberg's doing that? You think that's he's that noble? 
No, I do. Oh, okay. No, I think he just doesn't <laughs> want it to be. T no, I think he just doesn't want it to be touched. Mm -hmm. But I mean, like the guys that are trying to get the Predator franchise back no, and stuff like I'm that. I'm on board like, with all those movies we talked yeah, about in the previous podcast. Yeah, but podcasts. but what I'm saying is that like when I'm when I'm saying I'm a proponent of continuing to make movies, I'm saying those people. Like I'm not saying studios to keep a hold of the the franchises. And all I'm saying is that like they're like rebooting Jaws to me does nothing because what you're gonna do. What they're most likely going to do is not bother to try to build an animatronic shark, which is what makes the original. <laughs> See, so you're just salty that it's not going to be practical effects. Yes, I am, and That's like, they're just, if you're going to just throw CG at it and you want a shark in it, then go I watch don't the care. Meg. Call it yeah, go watch Meg. Go watch um, the Shallows. Go watch Sharknado. every like Shark Shark Night, Sharknado. Uh, there's tons of them. There's so many that you can go and watch if you really want a CG shark movie. And I don't have any issue with those. I've watched all of them. But uh, Bait. Bait's another one. Um, but uh, Deep Blue Sea, my goodness. 47 meters down. <laughs> Boom. So, the Shark Cage Chronicles. Like, <laughs> Bite. So, yeah. Toothy so, McToothson. <laughs> Swimmy McToothson. Fins to the finning. None of those are real. All right. I get what you're saying. Um, oh, sorry. Yeah. Like, I, I just don't, like, if you're going to... Don't reboot it. Just call it Jaws 6. I don't give a crap. But just, I don't understand why you're going to reboot a movie. Do what they did with a movie we're going to talk about in a second. Halloween Kills. Like, set it after a, a, a movie in the series that was cool and everyone liked. Not the movie in the series where they, like, capture Jaws and keep him in an underwater laboratory and then he breaks out because he's Jaws or something like that. I feel like that's the plot of one of them, but it's not really the plot of one of them. No, that's pretty close. It's the third one. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. I, I can, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm like... From my perspective, it just really depends on why you're blocking the reboot. Um, I don't think Jurassic he's blocking, World... He's, he's blocking the reboot because he's proud. That's yeah, my guess. Okay, probably. I guess, like, yeah. Jurassic World wasn't so bad that I wouldn't have wanted them to not make it. And I don't think Force Awakens is a bad movie. You know, I, I, those, like, things, like, I'm okay with them kind of taking those... Like, they're not reboots, but they're basically reboots is why I'm referencing them, you know? Like... For all intents and purposes, Jurassic World is basically Jurassic Park if it were let to go a little longer, right? Like, and yeah. for all intents and purposes, The Force Awakens has a Death Star in it. Like, it is, it has them killing a Death Star in it too, and it's like so. You know, spoilers, I guess, if you haven't seen that. But <laughs> <laughs> anyway, all right, all right. Let's move on to some trailers real quick because I think we're gonna have to skip discussions to talk about some movies, uh, and we're gonna do that. Unless you really, really want to talk about Pet Cemetery. Nah, it's alright. Okay, okay. Good. <laughs> I've dominated you again. Alright. <laughs> Lamb is a movie, it's like a, was it Finnish? Norwegian? How racist am I being? Can you be racist against Iceland. those people? Iceland. I think it's okay. actually from Iceland. Okay. It's an Iceland movie about uh, lambs. It's not like Black Sheep though, so don't think it's going to be funny. <laughs> it's very serious. And, it's it, got Numi, Numi Rapace in it. Cool. I'm not pronouncing her I name right at all. Means. That, oh, that's a name. Know. Yes. Uh, who's what has she been in? Uh, Prometheus is the is one of her bigger movies. Uh, okay. uh, she was in uh, Rupture. Was she in Finn's was for the, the Finn Reckoning? Yes. Oh, dude, that movie she was, was so bad. I know, I know, but she was the good part of it. So. Okay, yeah, that's right. She uh, was oh, the one that's the, the, put on the poster. The girl with the dragon tattoo is the other thing she's famous for, that. like the original one, is that good? not the American remake. Uh, it's it's pretty dark and brooding. It's not my cup of tea, but mm. she's good in it. Speaking good of idea. dark and brooding, this movie does look pretty dark and brooding. It's it titled as Folk Horror, 
And I feel like that's kind of the the, the, the the trait or term or genre people are putting on any movie that is just kind of like set in a folky environment or has kind of like folk core stuff in it, you know, <laughs> nowadays. Anyway, they this couple finds a newborn in their, they, they take care of, of, they have a flock of sheep or whatever, lambs or whatever they call them. I think it's a flock of sheep. There's no like proper term for that. Sheep sounds right. Sheep, yeah. yeah. And they find a half-human, half-sheep in their, like, barn. But they don't tell you that in the trailer. The trailer basically just shows them being, like, really confused and angry at each other and sometimes crying and stuff like that. So don't use the trailer as a basis for the plot. But the plot sounds kind of interesting. Like, I'd watch it as long as it's not super slow. Yeah, and it probably will be. Uh, but <laughs> maybe if there's a decent payoff, that would be nice. But Yeah, right. Know. Yeah, that's probably not going to happen. I mean... Look, I bet the acting will be great. If you've listened to this <laughs> podcast at all before, you, you know, like, we, we don't hate these kind of slow burn movies. Like, A Dark Song is a great movie, right? I love A Dark yeah. Song. But for our small reptile brains to enjoy a movie, we have to have some type of legitimate reason to have watched the movie. We need some dopamine in our brains to be able to have enjoyed the movie. And a really good payoff, like, what was that one the, with the homunculus? Spoilers. Oh, dang it. Anyway. Uh, home or something? The, it's like the ru- going home. The or... ruin? No, wasn't it like the, the amulet or something like that? Anyway. The amulet's something else. Uh, that's anyway. Something else. <laughs> uh, that's that's with the little demon bat babies. I don't remember that. Spoil- okay. Anyway. Spoilers on that one. <laughs> um, we kind of need some payoff. And so if a movie's just slow the whole time and doesn't really have any payoff besides, oh my God, do you understand what these people have psychologically went through? And I'm like, yeah, I read the news. I don't need any more of that in my movies. Thank you. Uh so, I don't know. <laughs> I th- I'm like, I'm a toss-up on that. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Like, I'm I'm, I- I'm on board with using um, horror as a vehicle for character pieces, but it you better be, like, making a good point. And Not still be, like, have, anonymous and still fucking be using, animals. Sorry, my permit. Yes. It, <laughs> it's still using, like, the horror as the actual vehicle, like, to drive the plot. So that, like, the reason that I remember it three weeks later is because of how good you... In pl- like you embedded the horror into your really good story yeah. so it, it still has to have both those elements and done in a very clever and effective way because if it's just like look it's it's look it's got a monster in it sometimes maybe I don't know it's probably not going to show up but look at these characters and how sad and, and brooding yeah. they are the part that where you said anything. that made that the most impactful was it's probably not going to show up if there was a monster in it at all most movies are that's enough of a payoff for me in most cases as long as the monster looks kind of cool but like it ha- yeah you have to you have to actually try a little bit <laughs> yeah so alright okay. moving on to our next trailer uh, Halloween Kills got a full, mm-hmm. more full trailer than what we had saw before as a teaser um, honestly like so I think Sickle thought I was super into Halloween what was that first one called? It was just called Halloween 2, the Halloween Yeah, it was just Halloween. Halloween again? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Holly, Halloween, Jamie Lee Curtis edition. Um, the stabbing. The stabbing. The stabbing. Okay, okay yeah. sorry. We're not making that movies. Uh, <laughs> I I thought it was cool. Like, I liked where they I liked where they put it in the story. And I'm a really big fan of, like, that kind of mentality of, like, hey, like, we didn't really like what happened, so let's just make our own thing. And I guarantee you that ties back into our first conversation at some point. Like, someone along the line involved in Halloween was like, I think we should do our own and set it in a certain, and set it right after the first one and not have even reference these other movies. And 
I think how now that I watch Halloween Kills, I'm like, oh man, this could be like a very coherent story, kind of like the uh, Rob Zombie Halloween. Like, there's yeah. like a, a story happening here, and there's some like kind of like lore going on that was never implied. And I don't know, I'm really excited <laughs> for it now that I watch the trailer, which rarely mm-hmm. happens mm-hmm. with movies like that. Yeah, I think it it's got some potential. I've uh, I've personally have been I think most people that know me and my core preferences know that I'm not a huge fan of Halloween. I respect the original, but for the most part, I'm just like he stabs people. Like but this time he stabs people with old. other stuff. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like I did like the this <laughs> new one. Um, the pacing was good, um, which helps with a movie with a Michael Myers movie. And like overall, I like. Let's be real. It helps with any slasher movie, not just. It's true. Yes, any pacing. Yeah, any good pacing, and like I do like the concept of Michael Myers. Like he's just this evil person. Like there's no explanation for him. He's just evil. It's it's almost kind of Joker esque, where it's like he just exists, Mm -hmm. and there's no reason for him. And it's like, well, that's really cool. But at the same time, like not having any explanation does get kind of old. Like eventually, you're like, because then you're gonna you have to go down one or two paths. You're repeating the same thing over and over again and it doesn't progress because you set it up that way or you break that and you start to introduce a bunch of stuff and then it ruins the, the what made him interesting at the beginning which was that yeah. he's just evil. I was going to say it, I was going to say that same thing. So like when you watch that movie it, the, the original tri- sequels ran afoul of the let's make this more important than it is problem like Freddy Krueger did with like the dream child and shit where you're like why is this happening still? Like Nobody cares why Freddy Krueger was special, like, and nobody cares about what's happening. This movie, uh, and then like, but the other, on the other hand, if you do it right and you keep, well, sorry, that's one way of doing it. I'm hoping that they do the more like final or Fast and the Furious escalation route, you know, like Die Hard Fast and the Furious escalation route, where like he just like he like this one, it looks like the whole town's gonna try to go after him, which I'm really excited to see because it's that kind of like escalation you don't see in normal horror and the only other horror we've seen stuff like that in and tried in is feast and the feast two and feast three are the worst movies ever made by mankind um <laughs> except for the fact that there's a line in feast three says you don't need your arms to kick ass because the guy had his arms ripped off and then the guy goes down and beats up a bunch of monsters by kicking them and <laughs> you can't really write that better and so Suffice it to say, I'm excited to see the escalation aspect of this because I don't think horror tr- trilogies do that a lot. And when they do, it generally works. Like Jason X, like that's cool. I mean, it's a, it's a novel at the very least, you know? And Jason Takes Manhattan or whatever, that one was kind of interesting because you're like, oh, well, now he's like doing something in a different place. So I don't know. It just makes <laughs> me feel like I'm watching a diehard, you know? I'm easy to please, I yeah. guess. <laughs> I guess so. Uh, I'm pretty sure that's one of the most maligned ones in the franchise to many people. I bet I it is because it. there's a guy that tries to like freaking karate fight Jason and it doesn't work. And you're like, that's hilarious. Why would you not enjoy that scene? Like, yeah, I don't understand. That sounds, that sounds like gold to me. Yeah. You haven't seen, you haven't <laughs> seen that scene? No, I have not. Oh my God. I, I'll send you a link when we're done. But all right, let's, let's move on to the next <laughs> one. Do you have any other thoughts about, about Halloween Kills? No. <laughs> you might have to like talk over me if you want to get a word in I'm, I guess I'm excited this week uh, alright the last trailer we have is Candyman and again this is another one where like there was a trailer out like five years ago because this movie was supposed to come out in like 20, 2012 and then 
like COVID happened, which delayed it by 35 years in the future. And so now it's coming out in 2021. Um, and it's finally got. Now, it, like, now you have to go through those like weird time warp things from the Tomorrow War that Chris Pratt had. <laughs> I didn't to watch through, that to, like, watch yet, movies. so. Oh, I just spoiled all of it for you. I don't. I mean, okay. I, it's very clear that there's time travel involved. I don't know. Like, <laughs> it was that much of a spoiler, but. Candyman there's eight, looks there's, kind of there's boring monsters. to me. There's monsters. Cool. Oh, I saw that. Yeah, okay. no, I know. There's monsters in the trailer. Um, oh. Anyway, Candyman looks really boring to me. I feel like they're taking a movie that was already kind of a slow burn with a little payoff and making it even slower with even less of a payoff. And <laughs> I'm sad because I think keep uh, Jordan Peele's involved in. I'm really hoping it's not just like his, his crappening or his like the village, you know. I hope he's keeps shining and he's doesn't like fall off of my radar i feel like this may be one of those cases of people kind of riding the wave of his success because his it's mainly just his name that's attached oh is it i thought he was actually involved in it my bad i oh i don't know maybe he was more involved because i mean like producers can be like crazy involved like their think their fingerprints all over the project or it could be they threw 50 bucks at it so that those people could put his name on it, you know? Like, I, it, I'm just saying, like, it could, it, there are varying degrees, so I've, I have grown jaded to seeing names of people that I really admire attached to th- movies. Ooh, good example. What's that movie with the, the Afraid of the Dark the Tomorrow, or whatever, yeah. where, where, where Guillermo del Toro attached his name to it? Oh, it like, scary from stories Guillermo to the Dark. I don't know what it was, but no, it, that it, is it's, it that it's off of the old books, the scary stories to tell in the dark books. That's what it is. No, this was that one. It was this was that one with the little tooth fairy things. Oh, they were like, uh, oh, oh, wow. Uh, are you afraid of the dark? It's like something with darkness. It, um, it really was something like that. But like, you go into it because you're like, ooh, Guillermo del Toro's attached to it. But it, you watch it, and you're like, I'm not seeing any Guillermo del Toro here, really. And then you Other find out afterwards that he wasn't door. really attached to it. It was more just like. He put money into one of his friends' movies, like or something, you know. Yeah, it just wasn't the same. So, like, I, I'm taking with that that taking Jordan Peele's attachment with a grain of salt because I don't know how much he's put on it. Um, but yeah, I'm with you. I can't. It's I'm having a hard time getting attached to it. I'm not a person personally a huge fan of the original Candyman in the sense that it's called Don't, I don't Be Afraid of it, the Dark. Oh yes, that. Which again, um, terrible title by the way, too. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't a good title. Everything about it. Um, but like, and it's not because I don't appreciate the original Candyman. Like, it's another one where I have a lot of respect for what it was, but it's not something I go back and revisit a lot. Yeah, I've like, watched it say, once and Alien. never watched it again, and nor have I watched the two sequels. Yeah. So, it's just not something that I personally, like, dive into. And so, like, this remake, I do want to see it. Mm-hmm. Um, because I'm thinking maybe a modernization of it could really in- reinvigorate. Yeah, that's that what I'm hoping and everything. Too. Yeah, so I do want to see it for sure, and it does look different. Like, there's a different feel to it. Something about it feels different, and so I, I, w- I definitely want to give it a chance, but um, it would be something that would that would be a pleasant surprise for me, I think, instead of going into it with high expectations. Yeah, agreed. I think that's kind of why I'm not getting excited about it at all, is because it's like, eh, it could be good, but why even bother getting excited about it? Because worst-case scenario, it just isn't good. <laughs> I'm already ready for it. <laughs> yeah, so. yeah, exactly. Anyway, like that it. pessimistic view on life should be what everybody holds. Uh, <laughs> I said a lot of low bar every day, so I'm never disappointed. <laughs> All right, let's move on to some like white light reviews. Did we already talk about Super Deep on here? I think we did. Okay, I'm going to mark it off. Um, 
All right. I watched Caveat, so I'm putting that in between movies that you watched because I have. You're watch Spiral. What's Spiral? Do you want to talk about Spiral still, or is this the? That, book that was Spiral? the. That yeah the yeah the book, book of Saw thing okay. yeah. All I don't right. remember if we uh, talked about okay. it or not. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just jump through Fear... We did not. I'm going to jump through <laughs> Fear Street. So Fear Street is an R.L. Stein property that got turned into a movie on Netflix. And uh, I'll say three things about it that I really liked. And let's see if I can find any things I didn't like because I really enjoyed it. Um, I really like the, the release style for Fear Street. Fear Street is basically a three-part feature-length films. Three feature-length films. One Part one, part two, part three. Each part is set telling a different story in a different time of this, like, town's history. And the first one is set in, like, kind of, like, modern day or the 90s or something. I think it's set in the 90s because a lot of what you are, what you see in these movies is, like, a lot of cool vintage and retro music and nostalgia. So it's, like, in the 90s, I think. And yes, the second 90s. one is set in the 70s and it's got a lot of the good 70s music or something like that. And then the last one, I don't think it's going to have a lot of music because it's set in 1666, so... But suffice it to say, it's about um, this witch that's basically kind of been infecting this town. It, and, like, terrible things have been happening in this town forever because of this witch. And so uh, it's like a story that's set now, and it's kind of going back in time, telling the pieces of it as you go through. I, I think it's really cool. Uh, the way it escalates is good. The first one isn't so such a brutal horror movie that you couldn't not just watch it. It's got some pretty gross scenes, but it's not so bad. The second one is is like straight up slasher, so it's got tons of violence in it. And the third one's gonna looks like it's gonna be more of like a, uh, not folk horror. What's the horror like? What's what? It's like, uh, period horror, I guess. Like, That's fair. It's yeah. about like yeah, historical. It's horror. not yeah, not period like <laughs> administration, but period horror, and it's like it's historical horror, kind of like not like the v, like the VVH if it wasn't taken so seriously. Um, yeah, yeah, that that carries carries in period horror. That's the wrong category. <laughs> Sorry, All right. dude, that's really immature. Um, <laughs> watch these movies; they're great. Um, you won't regret it. It's not gonna. It's not so much time that you'll hate it. I think there's a lot of merit to these movies. There's a lot of humor in the first one. There's some humor in the second one, and each of them is kind of like its distinctly own feel while connecting these stories together. It's almost like an anthology. And that's why I think I'm in love with it. And I feel like if, if Fear Street really takes off and they're able to do this like once or twice, it could basically replace Channel Zero for me in terms of like a way to release horror that you could just pull in a theme and have a multi-tenant story around a single archetype, right? Like, oh, we want to tell a story about Slenderman. Okay, let's tell it over five years. And the, the like, you know, and there's five movies, five parts or something, right? And each part. Yeah, does it, lore. Do, how does it compare to... Um, American horror story like in sense in the sense of like cohesion and stuff oh it's very cohesive like uh in each movie is so like the whole thing is that there's a through story right the first movie sets up the through story and then the second movie is is like an it's like a never movie set in the past telling that story of the past while connecting back to the like someone's telling them that story right so they're you're watching the movie but it's a person telling them the story of what happened in the 70s and at the end of that, at the end of the third one, there's a thing that happens that's enabling the last movie. I won't get too far into that, but um, it's it's basically like a six hour long anthology film. Like it, what you need to cool. watch it. You need to watch it, and you need to tell me what you think. Okay, I will. Do it. Do it. <laughs> do it. All right, let's talk about Book of Saw. What do you think? I didn't watch it. Uh, I know that Chris Ramsey's in it, and he plays a, a, a he's like a street magician on YouTube, and he plays a, a like a dealer. 
that Chris Rock, uh, or like explodes paint into his face and then breaks his leg. <laughs> yes, yes, that does happen. Um, I think the best parts of the movie were the parts that weren't like Saw. And that's unfortunate. It's not. What's that? That's unfortunate because I was hoping that the Saw parts would get changed or done in a better way. That would make nope. them okay. Nope. All the Saw stuff. Because I agree with you. That's that's what I was hoping for. Like, when I was going into it, I was like, I, I, everybody kept saying it's different. It's not really like a Saw movie. And, like, a bunch of people were, like, complaining about it that way, too. And I was like, ooh, good. Mm-hmm. If people are complaining about it, then they're saying they're not saying that to promote it. They're saying it because they didn't like it because mm-hmm. of that. So I was like, good. That sounds like that's something I want to see. And it's not because I don't like Saw. I love the first Saw. I think Me the too. first Saw was... I think we all, everybody like, listens knows we like that movie. And it's a good movie, uh, yeah. so if you haven't seen it, you should it's a cornerstone. It's, yeah. it's a cornerstone stone of horror for the twenty for the 21st century. And, like, it, it, like, at the very least, you should appreciate it. It's just the same as we were talking about with, like, Candyman and Halloween. Like, you appreciate them because of what they represent, at the very least. Anyways, I, I was hoping that it was going to be kind of rebooting that element. And you know from the first scene that it's not Hmm. and it just does it shoots every like of like the you know the elaborate kill scene stuff in the exact same way it does in all the other movies where it does like those quick cuts those pans around the body and like that choppy camera motion and it it does all that garbage and and it like immediately turned me off like right at the very beginning i was like oh this isn't different at all it's the same thing except it does try to like some of the some of the sequels to saw did this too where they followed around the the detectives more than anything else so even that wasn't terribly like you know all that original even in their sequels but like it does have a little bit of a different dynamic to it with chris rock in the role and i like chris rock's character and i like the progression of his character uh there's depth there there's emotion there um and i appreciated all of that stuff but it just culminates essentially into just it's like a Saw movie that twi- the twist was that it was just another Saw movie. <laughs> like, yeah, the end of the movie is like, and you didn't think it was a Saw movie, but here's all the Saw traps and stuff. It, yeah, it was just, it was really just all Saw at the, from the beginning, and that's kind of the twist. And it, it just didn't, I don't know, like, and, and in this, not that it's not the case in some of the other ones, but like, you can see the twist coming from a mile away. Because it's not a twist. It, You're in a Saw movie, you know it's a Saw movie. Like, or you mean the actual <laughs> twist. Yeah, the actual okay. twist of the movie. That the Chris Rock the is movie. actually the Saw killer. <laughs> what? Well, well, I don't want to ruin it. I don't know how long has it been out. I don't know. I don't probably know. won't watch it based on your recommendation. So. Yeah, I don't think you're really missing that much. Um, okay. I, I think it was cool to see Chris Rock in a horror movie, and like he took it more seriously than I thought. But I do think that the best parts of it were the parts where he was just like it. It felt like Training Day. But they're chasing down Dude, Jigsaw. That's what I was going to say. I wish it was more like that. And if it did culminate in some saw traps, like that, it only was like the last twenty minutes or something. You know, like. Yeah, yeah, and 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 yeah, that would have been cool. Like, and, and it's it. I don't know. Maybe I'm just judging it too harshly, but I, I just was really enjoying all the parts where Chris Rock is basically like making fun of his new partner for, like, the first half hour of it. Mm-hmm. And I just remember, like, turning to the person that I was watching it with and being like, I wish this was the whole movie. I just want to hear Chris Rock make fun of people and then them just investigate these crimes, these gruesome crime scenes, like, and try to catch this killer. Like, that's yeah. what I want it to be. Like, kind of like, <laughs> like a less serious version of um, uh, the evil movie with Christopher, or Eric Bana. Um, 
Oh yes, some Bible verse I can't. Or we always forget kind of, that. Deliver us from evil. Deliver us from evil. Yeah, kind of like that. Yeah. Or like what I wanted the seventh day to be. Um, <clears throat> all right, we have enough time to talk about one movie that we've both seen. Uh, we've both seen Caveat now, and I kind of want to talk about it on here. I thought the movie had some pretty fucking scary scenes in it, and definitely some like stuff where I was like uncomfortable because of the way things were happening. Although the movie's plot is like super boring. It's very slow. The I thought that doll was super creepy. Yeah. It was a really creative thing well, that I thought the corpse drumming would, bunny. The corpse the corpse scenes got me a lot. Oh yeah. And oh they're intense. The like, one at the very that, end that, was just la- like you know it's coming and you're like, Oh my god, just have it happen already and then it happens and you're still like, Ah God Yeah, like, yeah. The the I I feel like the final like, I don't know, fifteen 10, 15 minutes of that movie are very solid. Yeah. Like, very good. Mm-hmm. Very well shot. And, like, the way, and, and it, it culminates well. Like, that's a good example of a movie that, that, and, like, as far as slow burns go, this movie's crazy slow. Like, it is. It's yeah, really slow. Yeah, for sure. And it's got stuff in it. Actually, yeah. I don't think it's nearly as slow as you're making it out to be. There's stuff that happens throughout it. I think the middle is slow, where they're trying to explain to you what happened. And, like, they're going through all these different, like, time frames and... It's a little bit like it's a little bit trippy. It's a, it comes a little bit art housey in the middle, trying to talk about what happened. But I feel like it's still a pretty solid movie. Like, yes, no, yeah. I would agree, and and I feel like a lot of that comes with like the payoff, and like mm-hmm. there's there's really good payoff in it. There's and I feel like that comes along with the completion of the story element of the characters, hmm. like everything culminating to that to those moments at the end. But then also like adding in that extra bit of horror and the climax and everything, and uh, I, I feel like after watching it, I was like, that was. I don't know who to recommend this to because I feel like I do feel like some people would get bored, and before they let it end, they would already make up their minds that they're disappointed before they let the movie complete. Yeah, and I feel. You know? But one of the things I do think it has that's good going for it that you might be able to get like certain people in on is that. Part of the reason that it comes off as a slow burn or kind of boring is that it's got a lot of different types of horror in it. You know, like, it's got, like, a, like, a, like some aspects that are supernatural and some aspects that aren't and other aspects that are just kind of, like, mind-twisty and thrilling. It's like a murder mystery, sort of. And... Yeah, it's got a lot in it, but I feel like, um, like, you really have to just kind of accept it for what it is to enjoy it, and that's hard to ask people, like... You can't be like, okay, well, this movie has definitely some murder stuff, so you're involved in that, and you'll like that part, but you might not like these other parts, but you should just watch it till the end. It's, like, the hardest way to sell a movie ever. It honestly is kind of hard to get, like, because, you know, a lot of what makes a movie good is whether or not it's able to immerse you, mm-hmm. and, like, whether or not you're able to accept it and believe it. And sometimes that happens randomly, you know, mm-hmm. with with certain movies where, like, you get immersed, but the person that you show it to, they don't get immersed at all. Yeah. And there's no necessarily reason for it and maybe it's it you know sometimes it has nothing to do with the movie and it's outside influences like they were distracted and it, they just didn't get immersed in it so it yeah. didn't get them the right way but like this movie like i feel like that one is that's that part is important and there's there is a little bit of stuff at the beginning that can make that difficult because this guy is making choices that are very that dumb clearly yes they're very clearly dumb. putting him I think in we were a compromising about position the, the people we were watching i was like why is this guy doing this like yeah. Why, at what point are you like, oh, okay, I guess it's fine, blah, blah, blah. But 
I guess keeping in mind that, like, this guy, there's a sub thing here that you don't really get right away, where, like, this guy that's talking to the dude who's seemingly, like, lost his memory or something, has, I think before the movie or during the process of the first 20 minutes or so of the movie, established a level of trust with the other, the main character, that we don't really get. And we have to kind of, like, make up for ourselves, because there's no other reason the guy would be doing that much stuff, right? Like... He has to have convinced him he was his best friend or his, his brother or, like, not, it's not his brother, but, like, some person that's in his life that's so important that he would never betray him, right? Like, because there's no other reason he would do the shit he does at the beginning of the movie. It, it doesn't make sense. And it's hard at the at the beginning to accept all of the ridiculousness. And mm-hmm. I, I felt like, because I kind of reached a point where I was just like, you know what? I'm going to move on. And maybe this will make more sense later. And I'm just not going to let my mind sit on it. But I could see somebody watching that and going, this is stupid. See somebody watching like, it like you watched uh, War of the Dead or what, Army of the Dead. Army of the Dead. They're like, they're <laughs> this like is no, this vault thing. I can't get off this vault thing. <laughs> yeah, at least that was like halfway through. Mm-hmm. So I was already somewhat engaged from this the rest of it. Yeah. Yeah, so I don't know. It's on Shutter right now, so you could go check it out. I think it's worth seeing. It, it was, it, based off the preview I watched, I think it fulfilled its 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 role on what I thought it was going to do. I think that, yeah, I mean, you still thinking about the goat, some of the, like the court cadaver scenes just give me a little tingles right now. It's just really creepy looking. And the way they have to interact with it is very creepy. And yeah, and there's a lot of good anticipation building in some scenes, even when there's nothing like no supernatural element at all. Like there's a scene where the dude's like reaching through a wall to get something. And it's very like, it's a very iconic overdone scene that I feel like still built a lot of tension. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, and, uh, speaking of Shudder, uh, they recently added another original on there called Sun, and I highly recommend that one as well. Okay. Uh, very good. Also, Vicious Fun was um, awesome. You should watch it. it yeah, that's was, pretty fun. It was great. That's pretty funny. It was good. Yeah. Uh, it, it's a very, it's, like, right up my alley with, like, Trigger and those kind of, like, comedy horror movies, so. Yeah. You Definitely. know a movie that you shouldn't watch on Shudder? Fried Berry. <laughs> That like I, I think forty five minutes of that movie is a staring contest with that guy. Forty five minutes of that movie is too much of that movie. It should have been a short. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna mark it off so we never have to talk about it again. Uh, <laughs> all right, thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, like, comment, subscribe. Tell us what you think about the movies we thought about. Tell us what you thought about trailers. Tell us what you think about Steven Spielberg uh, shark blocking. <laughs> all right, bye. <laughs> bye.